This podcast is brought to you by Healthy Dog Food Recipe Maker. If you have a dog and you're feeding kibble or any other form of processed food, you may know that no human doctors actually recommend processed food over fresh food. That's why we recommend healthy, raw or cooked diet made of bones, vegetables and meat. I've created this tool because I've been asked so many times to create recipes of either raw or cooked diet for dogs. You can create recipes at your leisure and be inspired by different ingredients from meat to vegetables and organ. And you can even feed raw bones because they're great for maintaining your dog's teeth. If you're curious, the recipe maker is available for any caring dog lover, which I'm sure is you. All you need to do is to go to recipemaker.peterdobias.com. Again, recipemaker.peterdobias.com. Hello, my dog lovers and other folks. I'm Dr. Peter Dobias, and you're listening to Not Just About Dogs. Worry. It is human nature to worry about things. We worry about our dogs, our children, our parents, and our friends. We worry about health, security, money, climate change, and also our planet. Worry is the other side of love. It can power us and help us find the best solution or mislead us into making the wrong choices. If you have ever adopted a puppy, you know how amazing and wonderful it is to be starting afresh, knowing we have many years ahead. But bringing a new dog of any age home makes most people worry about giving them all they need to grow strong and remain healthy for as many years as possible. Are we making the best choices available? Is the advice that your vet gave you right? It is hard to know who to believe in a field full of contradictions. Even with our dogs, there is one rule that applies, and that's the 20-80 rule. 20% of the choices we make will eventually lead to about 80% of the difference in your dog's life, and that is what I would like to focus on. Forget about measuring every single ingredient and nutritional value in your dog's meals. A small number of well-targeted steps will accomplish 80% of your longevity and health goals. There are countless of articles, blogs, and podcasts, and videos on the topic of health and how zooming in too much leaves people feeling overwhelmed and confused. Doing everything is not the answer to better health. Knowing what to focus on is important when it comes to increasing our dogs and our own health span. The key is to focus on the big picture and make changes that are proven to make a difference. You should focus on diet, healthy supplements, exercise, spinal energy flow, and lowering stress. It is important to leave some space for new knowledge and discoveries, of course, but you don't need to necessarily jump onto every new fad that pops up. From my own experience of 30 years in veterinary practice, natural diet, high quality supplements, healthy exercise, good spinal health and positive mindsets will result in extra two to three years of quality life on average. That is extra 24 to 36 months of life. If we apply the 2080 rule, that would mean that 
the 20% of the most important changes will lead to 80% of the change, the extra life. And that equals 29 months of extra quality life. Of course, these numbers are just estimates, but I think it's fair to suggest that knowing what to focus on is more important than trying to get everything right and getting lost in the minutiae of relatively insignificant detail. On the other side of the spectrum are people who think that a bag of kibble is all that is needed to keep their dogs healthy and see supplements or spinal health and lowering stress unnecessary. I understand that without the medical knowledge and experience of 30 years in veterinary practice that it may seem to be that way. But after I've seen so many dogs recovering and improving after switching them to simple health plan of raw diet, essential supplements, good exercise, spinal alignment techniques, and reducing stress, most of them flourish and really shock their owners how much better they can be. In addition to these points, I also take packs my dog through a detox once every six months, and I do the same. When he is about five years, my plan is to put him on NAD boosters such as NMN or nicotinamide mononucleotide. NAD is an energy source for cells and mitochondria, which are these little power stations inside of the cell. We lose about 50% of NAD by middle age, and the same happens to dogs that are about five to seven years. Supplementing NMN or nicotinamide mononucleotide will correct this NAD deficiency and will improve DNA repair in the cells and the body, will improve enzymatic functions in the body, and also slow down aging. And that is based on research uh, that has been done in the past few years. I find that many people worry about providing their dogs with the exact amount of nutrients needed. And they have to remember that the body is a super intelligent computer, which allows for relatively wide margin of nutrients and natural supplement levels. Elephants, deer, and apes don't measure their nutrients and vitamins because their bodies know how to store them and also get rid of anything in excess when needed. There are some exceptions, for example, fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, and K that can be overdosed, but this is relatively rare. If you do catch yourself worrying, I suggest that you take a deep breath and remember that a 20% positive change can make 80% of the difference and that stressing about the rest isn't worth your time and energy and it may lead to even erase the benefits that you've gained by the changes you made. And that is all about applying the 80-20 rule in health and caring for your dog. In the second part of this podcast, I would like to speak about Matilda, the very sweet but very smelly dog that I mentioned a few months ago in my newsletter and blog. Uh, this past summer, after a few years of her owners thinking about switching her to raw diet, they finally took the plunge. And despite being skeptical, they did decide to try to fix, in quotes, Matilda's problems. I was also unsure about whether or not Matilda was too far gone to recover from her skin condition that had been going on for so many years. 
Coincidentally, today, four months after she began on her raw food diet and essential supplements, I heard from the owners that she's doing fantastic, which made me super happy. She's more energetic. Her pungent, rancid odor is almost gone and she's happier and no longer on any drugs, no raw antibiotics, steroids, or medicated shampoos. Matilda is just one out of millions of dogs around the world who suffer needlessly, and sadly, most of them will never experience the transformation that Matilda has. It has been more than 100 years since the first commercial kibble was introduced by James Pratt, an American electrician, imagine, electrician formulating the first kibble, he decided to present himself as a nutritionist and clever marketing of his product was the start of an era of misinformation about dog food. For more than 100 years, the general public has been misled into believing that real flesh food is dangerous for their dogs and that kibble, the highly heated processed dried junk food, was the only safe way to go. If you have already taken the leap and are feeding a natural diet, I hope that you will still listen on and use this info to help others to do the same. It is encouraging for me to know that more and more people have seen through the thin veneer of the processed food pet food manufacturers lies and their targeted effort to brainwash veterinarians into becoming their valuable allies. It would be very difficult for you to find a nutritionist or doctor who recommends that you and your children eat processed junk food diet instead of fresh wholesome foods, yet most veterinary clinics still carry kibble and processed food. For an illustration, I would like to closely look at one of the prescription weight loss kibble made by one of the major veterinary diet manufacturers. Here is the ingredient list. Powdered cellulose, which is basically powdered wood chips, chicken byproduct meal, corn, wheat gluten, wheat, corn gluten meal, natural flavors, that's very nice, dried plain beet pulp, chicken fat, fish oil, pea fiber, and then potassium chloride, calcium carbonate, vegetable oil, psyllium husk, and that's pretty much all the major ingredients. Wood chips, rendered chicken meal, corn, gluten, wheat. Basically the idea is that if we feed our dogs wood chips to fill them up and add some carbs, fiber and fat, our obese dogs will miraculously lose weight. Does this make sense? Anyone with even a little bit of knowledge about nutrition can see that there is a lot wrong with this recipe. I would really love to have a conversation with the formulator of this food. It is clear that when it comes to kibble and even the prescription formulas, not much has changed since the days of electrician James Pratt inventing the first processed food kibble. The good news is that thanks to the internet, people are starting to wake up when it comes to making the shift towards feeding their dogs wholesome food. One of the most common questions I get asked is whether or not it is okay to mix kibble and raw food. When it comes to the functioning of your dog's digestive tract, mixing is okay. Your dog's body can tolerate it. However, if the goal is to improve your dog's health, I'm not a big fan of mixing kibble and raw. It is kind of like asking if a little bit of smoking is okay. 
mixing processed and fresh foods together is okay when starting out and transitioning onto raw, but any health-conscious dog lover should without a doubt aim for a full switch to raw feeding in order to maximize health benefits and increase their dog's lifespan. In other words, half-assing it will statistically lead to shorter and less healthy life for your dog. Now, another question that I get often is the affordability of raw food. At first glance, some people may think that feeding a raw diet is unaffordable, and while it is definitely not cheap, most people can make some adjustments and modify their budget to be able to afford raw meat for their dogs. Whenever I go shopping and I, I observe the content of the average shopping cart, it seems that many people are buying much more than they actually need to consume. If they would be just a little bit more mindful when shopping and simply purchase less, they could put the money they save towards a raw diet for their dog and also reduce their own overconsumption. Does this make sense? I have a few more ideas on how to make raw food more affordable. If you're thinking about adopting a dog, think about getting a smaller dog instead of a larger one to save on food costs. Swap your takeout dinners and coffee shop visits for homemade meals and coffee. There's also the option of eating less meat or even better going vegetarian to free up more of your budget for healthy dog food. While we are able to thrive on vegetarian food, dogs do not have the choice or ability to do so and need meat to remain healthy. I've seen this over and over in the practice that the vegan and vegetarian dogs just simply do not do as well. And I would like to warn you against such practices. Now, if you're planning on adopting more than one dog and feeding a kibble diet, consider adopting just one dog and feeding them a fresh food diet. I understand that dogs love the company of other dogs, but you can solve this by dog sitting for your friends or going on regular group walks with other dogs in the community. My travels do not allow me to have two dogs, but I love dog sitting. And actually right now at this moment, there is another doggy uh, sleeping on my bed uh, just beside me here because our parents are traveling and it's a lot of fun to have other dogs and uh, your dog will have company as well. I'm in no way suggesting that people should not have more than one dog in general, but if the cost of food is a concern, then adopting one small dog might be the way to go. I know it is hard to see homeless dogs without wanting to take them all home, but if someone is tempted to adopt a second dog or third dog despite their limited budget, it might be best for them to find another dogless friend who can adopt the dog instead. Now we've seen the benefits of dogs in families. We know that dog lovers are healthier on average and happier. And in my mind, dogs are the best antidepressant that there is available. I understand it is tempting to feed kibble because it's relatively inexpensive and also convenient, but it is really not worth the risk, just as it is not worth taking the risk of smoking. Now we all have two options. One invest into our dog's food and prevent disease or face heartbreak and situations that are really painful for your dog and also for you. If you are already feeding your dog fresh diet, whether it's raw or cooked, uh, congratulations. And if you are not, there's a lot of resources on my website. You can go to peterdobias.com and look for healthy food 
recipe maker and also for the natural diet feeding course. It's a very short course, it's all free and you can use it. And I hope that you will also share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and give your dog a hug for me. Take care.